of the Graveyard Shit Podcast. I'm Donnie Rings, but tonight we're not going to be joined by our usual usual friends. Normally, in the case of such episodes, uh, usually I'm the one that's not here, and uh, Will and Glenn are. But tonight, I'm the one here, and I'm going to give you guys a special sneak peek at an upcoming film called Holy Shit Man. Now, yes, that's the actual title of the film, and there's actually a reason that uh, I'm here to give you guys this little intro before we get on with the rest of the episode. Uh, this was never originally intended to be a graveyard shit episode. Uh, this was actually originally supposed to have been um, something that was on my personal website. Uh, the filmmakers contacted me and asked me to do an interview with them, which, you know, of course I agreed to do so. And during the recording session, my internet took a giant shit, literally. Um, within the span of about five minutes, I got kicked off three different times. So um, I saw the writing on the wall. Rather than dealing with the issue, I decided to turn the up, turn you know, turn the microphone, the cameras off, do um, audio only, and. You know, luckily I have this as a backup, so uh, that's what we're going to have here tonight. Uh, this is um, at least what uh, is salvageable from the uh, interview. Uh, it uh, consists of uh, writer-director Bob East, um, writer-producer Chuck Terrell, and stars Brent Black and Rebecca Reinhardt. 
So, um, just first of all, I want to give them a uh, special thanks and, uh, you know, thanks for joining me and, uh, you know, my eternal gratitude for sticking through this with everything because, you know, wow, how embarrassing. But, um, otherwise, I hope you all enjoy the episode. Um, I definitely enjoyed it once I was able to finally get everything settled down. Um, there is episode, uh, there are links to the uh, crowdfunding campaign that we mentioned. They are in the uh, show notes. If uh, you can't find it through there, search on Indiegogo for Holy Shit Man. Um, there's two campaigns. It obviously should be the active one. But um, other than that, uh, hope you guys all enjoy, and uh, hopefully we'll get you guys a new episode sometime soon. So enjoy. Hello, and thank you once again for joining me tonight. I'm joined by uh, several uh, participants, actually. Let's bring in director Bob East. Hey. We have producer Chuck Terrell. Hi, I'm Chuck from Holy Shit Man. And we have lead Rebecca Reinhardt. And I play Lane in Holy Shit Man. And that's correct. Uh, tonight I am talking with the cast and crew of Holy Shit Man. That's retarded! <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Guess we're going to have a uh, fourth participant on here. So we have <laughs> Holy Shit Man himself. Holy Shit Man! <laughs> What's going on? It's been a really shitty night. <laughs> Straight from the crapper. <laughs> All right, so um, well, I guess Bob. That's Brent Black, by the yeah. way, everybody who can't get out of character. <laughs> okay. Well, the it also it started. Chuck and I were talking on the phone, and it occurred to us how often we and other people just use the phrase "holy shit, man" after something happens, and. Uh, we're think we're just talking, and one of us, Chuck or I, once said, "Well, what if what if somebody said it three or four or five times, like Candyman or Bloody Mary, and then he appeared?" So at that point, we're like, "Hey, that's that's a good, cool idea for a movie. Uh, it'd be Holy Shit Man, and he would be, you know, there, there's the religious element with holy and shit would be a toilet, so it would be some kind of plumbing, you know." and religious related things so we came up with the devil's plumber and uh that's where that all started okay so um how did uh, you settle on the cast for the film then how did you get everybody involved well that, <laughs> that was the a, indiana filmmakers network did a did a lot yeah, for us yeah we went through a lot a lot of cast changes over the time period when we first wrote it and then when we actually got to filming it but yeah, and Chuck, Chuck found a lot, and Rebecca, I don't. How did Rebecca you get provided more? I found you guys. <laughs> yeah. So I found you guys on the Indiana Filmmakers Network because I saw a poster, the Holy Shit Man poster, and that Chuck had posted and said, "Hey, we're filming this in Indianapolis," and I'm like, "Uh, juvenile potty humor? Um, can I be like part of this?" I like, you know, I'll do whatever. And so then I came in and yeah, I think I brought in um, Heather Harlow and Renee. I don't know. I think, I think Renee Graham, I think uh, you Mm -hmm. found them both Mm -hmm. through me. 
Um, and then, uh, yeah, it just kind of went from there. Then I think uh, we got Julianne Prescott, who was in The Embalmers with me and, you know, in my movie. And uh, and then later we had two people who just couldn't scheduling conflicts. And so we pulled in um, Jocelyn Eckert and Charlie Hours from uh, The Embalmers to be in it, too. So. So uh, we were lucky enough to get your PA. He was there and was willing to get dirty and nasty and gross. (laughs) No, Carson. Oh, yeah, Carson. Carson Woodward. Carson Carson Woodward, who just, he messaged me. Judas Priest kid. He messaged me because I was doing the embalmers and he, he was, he's a kid. He's like 19 and he wanted some set experience and I said, Hey, I'm working on this other movie. You want to come, you know, be a PA for it. And he ended up being like the best PA and he's in the movie and he did an awesome job, like doing a lip sync of a song and everything else. So yeah, he, he turned out to be like our little gym in the rough. <laughs> yeah. We also had Alice Winkler in there. Mm-hmm. We had her because of the embalmers as well. And Paisley mm-hmm. Blackburn. I got her for the embalmers because of holy shit, man. So there's a lot of <laughs> little weird incestuous stuff going on between the two movies. <laughs> okay, so uh, Bob, how what was your uh, approach and style while you were uh, directing on set? Uh, well, my style was pretty simple. Uh, if you're good, you get more lines. If you're terrible, you get cut out. That's <laughs> that's one of my biggest rules. <laughs> You'll find real quick that you get rewritten if you're terrible. Um. But no, you know, I'm, as far as directing, I don't, I don't, I don't, I let most of the actors do their thing. You know, you when you get the right kinds of people in the right kinds of roles, it's pretty easy to just let them do their thing. Raymond Kester is a is a really great actor and improver and comedian in Indianapolis who's been in a lot of films, and I trust anything that guy does. And Rebecca's amazing. So anytime that we had a scene that was Rebecca and Raymond who plays her father in the movie, even though I, I wrote dialogue for them, I just let them go and trusted whatever they said because, you know, they're so good at it. Raymond is really good at improv and he'll give you five or six or seven different funny things, but he's always able to bring it right back and make it fit in the scene and not go off on some t- crazy tangent. Okay, so uh, for Brent and Rebecca, what was your approach to your characters while you were on set? Well, I don't know. I guess, holy shit, man, is just part of me because I'm kind of a messed up guy. (laughs) (laughs) Brent brought the, the, uh, what do you call it, the jumpsuit. And then I gave him my Party City Freddy Krueger hat, and we threw some, like, red makeup on his face and <laughs> took off his glasses because he can't – he's blind, though. So, holy shit, man can't see it's, anything. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit, man. He, like, he can't read the big E on the eye chart. And, uh, you know, if you throw if, something at me, I'm probably not going to catch it. But maybe with my just, face. If I can just interject – here something i was i was editing and i was talking to chris anderson who is our 
cinematographer and he's helping at it. And we were talking on the phone and looking at this big scene in the middle. And it occurred to Chris, and he mentioned it to me, that we have this fight scene between uh, Brent and uh, our other guy, Jason Newland, both of who can't see. Jason's glasses were off for the fight, and so were Brent's. So <laughs> we had two people who couldn't see having a big face-off battle. <laughs> <laughs> and I had no idea. I, I wasn't really aware of how much they couldn't see. Yeah, how little vision was going on. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. It was a good thing that uh, I can take a punch, because I took a few in that, that scene there. And, uh, when, when he had put me in that scene, he actually had put me in that scene. It was a, it was a good time, though. So uh, with all this and then going, as far as I, oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, as far as I go, I came in in like just a one scene kind of thing. I was a uh, porn <laughs> in a movie sort of thing uh, and played a plumber, which I think that even was uh, a recast. The plumber was supposed to be a guy and he backed out. And so then I became like the girl plumber in the porn. And then I became the girl in the opening uh, where there's like an exorcist homage. And then I became the lead. So I'm not sure how it all happened. But but Lane is uh, she's very lovelorn. She's just looking for love in all the wrong places. And and she just, you know, spends her day um, plumbing for a really shitty company, the uh, home sewer maintenance company. And uh, yeah. And uh, she starts she starts being haunted by this uh, strange, uh, weird-ass plumber. <laughs> Lane's character originally, as it was written for a guy, we wrote it for our friend Jordan Campbell, and it was originally written as an homage piece to uh, all the John Hughes films. So, you know, Lane is a reference to Lane Meyer, and his character was kind of this um, every John Cusack movie character. So that's where all that, that love lorn stuff kind of came from, because Jordan was going to play it uh, as this John Cusack type guy from uh, The Sure Thing and whatever, all those other uh, Cusack movies. Better Off Dead. Better Off Dead, all those. It was kind of a combination of, of all those um, and we still have a lot of those homages uh, to John Hughes in the movie. In fact, a lot of our character names are based off of 80s movies, if you look at the cast list and the name list. Okay, so um, what kind of uh, memorable moments or experiences did you want to um, tell our viewers about based on the type of film you were making? Chocolate. <laughs> oh, I'm still sorry about that chocolate. <laughs> oh, so, oh, oh, okay. So wait, that was what I was going to talk about. Oh my God. I was just going to say, I always loved it that we always, every time we shot, there was a box that came with Bob or Chuck. Those full of like brownie mix, pistachios, <laughs> corn, um, chocolate syrup, whatever. It was like the prop box. I think that but, was, uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, so so we shot quite a bit of it in my house. So Lane's bedroom was my bedroom. And the opening <laughs> scene involves some explosive uh, uh, 
poop. Chocolate. <laughs> uh, we'll poop. And um, so we had, so Bob brought a super soaker type gun and had a mixture that was in it. And he said, oh, this isn't going to go very far, whatever. Is it okay? <laughs> going to put some plastic down and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then we're like, well, maybe you should take it outside and like try it out first just to make sure it's going to work. Defense needs to, to argue this point. Yes. <laughs> In my defense, you guys insisted, insisted that I test it. And then when we refilled it, it got a lot more watery. The it got, yeah, blast it got a lot more. It, it unclogged <laughs> the pipes. So we're in my, my 10 by 12 bedroom. There are probably about eight of us. And then comes the time where the priest is supposed to be splattered in the face with poop and uh, said super soaker. And it exploded in my entire room on my ceiling, my walls, my floor. <laughs> and, and Rebecca hates chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exploding, I think, is kind of an Everybody had a look of shock on their face. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. Okay, so um, what are your uh, current plans to uh, finish the movie? Well, right now we're working on um, editing, and there's some scoring going on. Um, in Pitfire of Hell, we had Bizarre Noir's uh, Chris Charles uh, working on a song, and they, they recorded Charmer, which fit beautifully in that. And he was interested in scoring for us, and we thought it would be a, a match made in heaven, so... Uh, we're doing that and we're doing a little um, finishing funds right now just to make sure we have enough for closed captioning and uh, DVD duplication and T-shirts getting made so we can fulfill all of our promises. Anybody else? Just uh, editing. I mean, editing and we've got, you know, a couple shots left. Um, yeah, that's where we're at. And speaking of score, Bob, who did the score for my and uh, my girlfriend's love song? Oh, that, you know, that, that, yeah, that song is, a, actually, that song is a song that I wrote and my friend Matt Burmeister recorded. We wrote, I wrote it for Pit Fire of Hell. It was kind of a parody of Air Supply songs. Um, called uh, "Turn Back the Years." Um, it was written as as an air as, as an air supply song that the kids in Pit Fire hated. Um, so I I wrote it, and by writing it, I write it. I mean, I I wrote the lyrics and I kind of sang how it was supposed to go. And then a real musician, Matt Burmeister, took that, played guitar, sang it, and made it sound good. Um, mm -hmm. So I just recycled that because it was such a sappy love song. It's a wonderful song. Yeah, it's a, especially, when it plays, especially when it plays out. I don't, I don't know if you've heard it to the fully to the end, but it gets really, it starts out very like romantic, and then at the end it gets really kind of graphic. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, remember it was playing on my boob, my boombox, right? So yeah, yeah. We're so yeah we did a, a say anything shot with that. Yeah. <laughs> and I've written another song for this movie, and we have several original songs in this and, and some different bands. We've got a band from, is it from England, Chuck? That Yeah, they're from London. Yeah, <clears throat> they're really good. Who are the other bands? 
you Chuck's caught me off guard. Oh, well, Chuck's the one that, that uh, got a lot of these bands involved. Like, I think Shitlist was the other band that he got. And they were, and uh, Aftershock. Aftershock, that's who I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Aftershock. They're from England, right? Yes, they are. And they're really good. And then Shitlist is from Indianapolis. Right. And, and that's Athena Prachaku. I can't say her name, but yeah. Yeah. You know, because she has to scream, yeah, shitless. Yeah. <laughs> My dog is drinking water. Sorry. You can hear Aww. that. Mm, it's okay. <laughs> after the problems Penny, we've had. Penny was our, Penny was prob- our set dog. <laughs> hey, after the problems we had with this recording, I'll allow a dog lapping water in the background. Well, yeah, she had a bird in the movie, too. Yeah, she was. Yeah. She, yeah, she was in the movie, yeah. and she was actually yeah, she she was a big part of it. Yeah, she you know she was great. She has one shot where just on cue she just pops around the side of the garage, and then we had this annoying cat at the church. We found. Oh my gosh! And, <laughs> and I'm deathly cat. allergic to cats, yeah. and this cat, this stray cat, was in this abandoned church we were filming in, and it would not leave me alone. At one point, it jumped <laughs> on my back, and I'm like. Uh, and it was like 40, 35 degrees. I had on the shorts and the, the short sleeve <laughs> shirt that I've been wearing for like the summer shots. And then here we're in this field in an abandoned church and like 40 mile an hour winds and this stinking cat yeah. that I'm most horribly allergic to is just like stalking me. <laughs> oh, wow. You, but, you know, the, the cat did a couple of just weird things. It just walked across <laughs> one of the shots that looked really great. And then it, it did this little prance across this old piano. So it, it turned out really great. Other than the cat was pretty annoying. Yeah. And the fact that my favorite, go ahead, Rebecca. I was going to say, no, just aside from the fact that it could have killed me and put me in a, in a (laughs) shock while I was already in hypothermia. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No big deal. (laughs) One of my favorite shots was in Bob's garage where it was just really shitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we 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 built a, a few sets out on the outside of my garage. We had a a set that we built there in Pit Fire of Hell and then we built two different sets for this movie in that same backdrop. We had a a crusty old disgusting bathroom. <laughs> where disgusting is an understatement yeah my i actually my character uh, got <laughs> killed in this disgusting toilet uh, <laughs> it kind of made me throw up in my and mouth then, a bit. and then we <laughs> then we built uh holy shit man's lair in that same area <laughs> which that <laughs> was fantastic i can't wait for people to see that one yeah it looks amazing and then we had this pipe that came down from the top that Every time somebody in, on Earth flushes a toilet, it would dump right on Brent's head, which <laughs> was so fun. Yeah, that was think, a freezing day, I'll tell you that much. I, I'm trying to think of who, is there anybody in the cast who, who got by without getting crap thrown on her? No, I don't know. I don't think Athena she, got anything on her. Athena stayed No, she did. She, no, she did. She did, sort of. 
Paisley, I think Paisley. Paisley, I don't think got anything. Yeah. Yeah, but every everybody else, I mean. Yeah, we pretty pretty much all of us <laughs> at some point had something splashed on us. <laughs> yeah. Charlie Charlie voluntarily dipped into it, and he was our character yeah. that we wrote. Um, this was an idea that I had a while back for not really in this movie, but just for a, a kind of a spoof show. I always wanted to do a spoof show that was like. CSI or, or one of those, except the guy would solve crimes by tasting poop. Yeah. <laughs> so we, I kind of wrote it into this movie. And so Charlie goes around to all these crime scenes and he uh, basically tastes the poo and his, his sidekick Jocelyn uh, gets disgusted by it. But at one point he flicks it on her. So she gets some on her too. Yep. Yeah. If you didn't get chocolate on you making this movie, then you weren't in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, I, I looked at it like, well, if other people are going to get stuff dumped on, then at least I could. So I kind of wrote myself into yeah. getting death by swirly. I did, however, I did, however, buy a new toilet and put clean stuff in it. And I wasn't brave enough yeah. to use an actual toilet, but I think, I think, clean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we can agree that Jason Newland probably got oh. that guy. Had, yeah. Oh, that poor guy. I, I don't think we'll disclose what happens. We want to kind of save that, but he's, Oh yeah. He, he got, you know, he probably got it the worst. He got the brunt of it. He got the brunt of the poo poo. <laughs> yeah. And there, we, we were lucky to find quite a few great people. Eric Schroeder came in and did an amazing job as a clown. Oh, that was and then Eric Keith came in. Um, he was going to be a production assistant, and he was so great in, in front of the camera that we had to have him do more. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. He kind of he was another one of those guys. It was a couple people like Rebecca and Eric Keith and Carson who came in and just were so good that we suddenly used them as much as possible. You know, like he said, Eric was just going to Eric Keith was just going to be around to help out, but. He made me laugh so hard on set. I was like, let's just give him more stuff to do. And the same with Carson. Carson was amazing. The first day as the PA, uh, you know, I think Rebecca said he came from embalmers or, or contact or something, but he was on set for our exorcism shoot. And he was so good. I'm like, let's, let's put him in more of the movie. Um, yeah. In fact, it, when people ahead. watch this movie, I think they're going to see that it is a lot of people who just have you know, a, a crazy sense of humor, having a really good time. Um, and I, I, I just think a lot of it was very organic. And uh, I hope that comes through. I'm sure it will. Yes, very. Yeah, I knew Holy Shit Man would laugh at that. <laughs> <laughs> very organic. Yeah. yeah, and actually, you know, mentioning Carson, he did a great job. I another i had written this other song again i wrote lyrics to a song and sang it had a real musician record it um i i kind of wrote this religious folk song on guitar and uh, i gave it to my buddy he's a musician he he recorded it uh but he was unable to be in the movie um i don't know if he just didn't want to be associated with our disgusting content but carson carson learned the words and 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 mimicked the song and i was amazed it looks like he's singing it 
And playing the guitar. Yeah, and playing, yeah. He, he learned he, the chords for it. Yeah. He, I mean, he played guitar to begin with. He already knew how to play guitar. But yeah, he learned how to play it. And it, it, yeah, you, yeah it, he did a great job. And Chris Blair uh, is another guy who's a lot of, around a lot of horror cons, is in it. He's great. Um, Nathan Bechtold is a guy in Indiana's uh, Filmmakers Network who we've known for a while. He's got a great scene at the bar, plays a bartender. Um, a lot of great people in this movie. Cool. So um, before we leave, um, I'm going to go around the table, give uh, each and every one of you a chance to uh, get out any plugs or mentions or anything mm-hmm. else you want to let everybody know about. So, uh, Bob, let's start with you. Um, I just, You know, I don't really have any plugs so much as just wanting people to see this movie when it's done. I do want to mention a couple other people that were involved in this, because I think that's most important, just to mention the people that really kind of helped us out. Um, uh, Dead Dick Hammer did a song for us early on that's our theme song, and I think John Dugan does a voiceover in that, so that's pretty cool, Dead Dick Hammer. He's great. Um, There's a guy named Joe Wilson that came in and helped us out with our campaign. He, He had this really great kill scene going on um so uh yeah so a lot of great people involved in this cool so uh chuck how about you yeah i guess uh bob covered a lot of important stuff but i just wanted to talk mainly about the uh the importance of the fundraising because that really allows us to do so much and then Obviously, we can make more movies um, after that, and we're already hard at work on that as well behind the scenes. So um, if you can, get out there and support the, the movie. Um, even if you can't afford it, just share the, share the link. Uh, I will uh, put that in the uh, show notes for you guys, so no worries. You guys can all find it if you're interested. Uh, is that all for you, or was there anything else? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Brent, anything you want to let everybody know about? Well, I just want to uh, tell everyone I, I've had such a good time making this film. It's, it's really been craptastic. And uh, so, so many people have really become like a shitty family to me. And it's, it's like just... An awesome feeling to have, have just a have a craptastic family of, of horror. I uh, I'm just just really really amazed how much work everybody's put into this and, and so much passion in, into this uh, this masterpiece of feces. <laughs> 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 you know, I, I just want to say something about Brent. Brent is a funny guy because he's when he's not in character, when he's not holy shit, when he's just Brent, he is like this soft spoken, quiet guy. You'll be hanging out and he'll be like, Yeah, worked at the Harley shop all day and then I came home and had some pizza and I don't know, maybe go uh, and then <laughs> and then we put that makeup on. And he's like, it's, like, it's amazing. <laughs> All right. Um, and, well, Rebecca, nobody cares about you, so. Hey. Oh. Hey. I'm joking. That's my sister. I'm joking. Yeah. I'm joking. So, Go ahead. 
Go ahead and give your. So Brent actually, Brent actually was in my phone, the embalmers, which I'm working on right now. That is, uh, I'm getting ready to get everything out for the backers, Blu-rays, DVDs, posters, all that stuff that we did. Uh, but Brent, um, actually, uh, a lot of people on set were shocked because Brent played a creepy pedophile in the embalmers. <laughs> And everybody had known him as Brent, and he is very quiet and soft-spoken. And then when he went to meet the pedophile, he actually creeped out our young actress. <laughs> I felt so bad for her. And I'm so glad that Rob helped calm her down because she was terrified of me. Yes, yeah, she was terrified of him. And we're like, oh, no, honey, honey, you were just talking to him. He's fine. But he was that creepy. So the Obamers uh, was my first directorial uh Endeavor and actually, a lot of the guys from uh, Holy Shit Man helped me out. So, Bob, Chris, and Chuck helped me out there. And uh, I am now working on pre production for my film, um, Ten Roof, um, written by Rob Mello from Happy Death Day, also The Embalmers. And uh, this will be my foray into uh, camp slasher movies, which is uh, my true heart and action. So, you can find awesome. both of those on Facebook. Okay, um, so uh, I guess with that, uh, that concludes our shit-tastic time for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, be sure Thanks to uh, absolutely thank you guys for being here. I appreciate it, uh, especially Jesus. especially since we got the internet all clogged up and everything's flown freely now. So <laughs> that's right. So put a plunger in that internet sometimes. Yeah, for certain. It's been a craptastic time, Don. Uh, same here, you guys. So uh, be hey, sure. Hey, thanks to- for having us. My pleasure. So uh, thank you guys for joining us, and uh, be sure to check out Holy Shit Man. Uh, I'll have all the links in the uh, show notes for you guys. And uh, thank you for being here, and we will see you guys next time. Farewell and adieu to you fair Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu to you ladies of Spain. For we've received orders for to sail back to Boston. And so never more shall we see you again. <laughs>